0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to Artful Reflections. I've been thinking about disappointment recently, and I wanted to do an episode focusing on what causes us to be disappointed and what we possibly can do to reframe the way we look at various life situations and maybe help mitigate some of these feelings. I don't think we should completely dismiss them because I think disappointment is a natural emotion. But I do believe a lot of the disappointment we experience could be avoided if we simply recognize the thought process that leads us there. As I was sitting at my desk a couple months ago, I had an epiphany regarding disappointment. And this slowly caused me to realize that disappointment happens when the reality in front of us doesn't meet or exceed our expectations. In other words, we get disappointed when our, when our expectations don't at least match up to the outcome of a given situation. Let's break this down. First of all, if the reality in front of us meets or exceeds our expectations, we are probably at the very least satisfied, if not happy, with the outcome of a given situation. But what happens if the reality in front of us falls below our expectations? Usually we're disappointed, at least on some level, depending on the severity of the disappointment. To me, the root or seed, sorry for my gardening reference, of the problem is when we create a scenario in our mind of the way a certain situation should play out. If I look back on my life so far, I think every situation, whether it be an academic experience, a new job, marriage, a new neighborhood, my garden, whatever, none of these experiences have turned out exactly how I imagined them in my mind. And this isn't necessarily a bad thing. In some cases, it was far better than I had imagined. In some cases, it was worse. And in some cases, it was close, but never exactly the way I had imagined it would be. I think when we concoct these scenarios in our mind of exactly how we want individual scenarios or even our lives in general to pan out, we can set ourselves up for disappointment or possibly at least closed-mindedness to other opportunities or friendships that may come our way. For example, picture a time in your life when you were starting a new job or academic experience. Did it really turn out exactly the way you thought it would? What about different relationships you've had, whether it be platonic friendships or romantic relationships? Did everything always go exactly according to your expectations, good or bad? What about your living environment, whether it be the location of your home or the actual home you ended up moving into? Did it all end up looking exactly how you had imagined? And again, this doesn't have to be considered in a negative light. It could be that these outcomes exceeded your expectations. The point I'm trying to make, though, is that rarely, if ever, at least in my experience, does a life situation pan out exactly the way I had conjured it up in my mind. So what can we do to negate some of those um, disappointments that just happen to come our way? I think it's impossible for us not to build some kind of expectations for our lives or even little daily scenarios, such as how our dinner is going to turn out. And I'm laughing because I'm not the best cook, so it's not uncommon for these things not to turn out the way I planned. I think in the category of, you know, our careers or academic experiences, we really need to keep an open mind that really there are many contributing factors that will affect our overall experience. We need to have the realistic expectation that given all these variables, we are likely not to have the exact experience we had pictured in our minds. If there are disappointments along the way, we can analyze what we can do to improve the situation. If there are environments that are exceeding our expectations, we can try to utilize these as much as possible. Relationships is an area I think um, disappointment can really cut the deepest. And this can be, you know, expectations of what you want your family to be like, whether it be the relationships you have with your siblings, your parents, et cetera or even what you want your own nuclear family to look like or be, whether this means getting married, having kids, not having kids, whatever. But the point is, is I think these things don't always turn out exactly the way we have them set up in our minds. With family, I think we all get an idealized picture in our minds for various reasons. You know, we're fed images from media to seeing other people's seemingly perfect familial situations. Uh, You know, all this has to affect our expectations on some level. Another area of relationships that can hurt with disappointment is platonic friendships. And I think at the core of some of these disappointments is that everybody has different personalities. And again, this isn't a bad thing. Even if you and a close friend are very similar, you're not the exact same person. Therefore, you aren't always going to have the exact same tastes or interests in how you spend your time and your communication styles aren't necessarily going to be the same. And on the note of friendships, I wanted to bring up um, also romantic relationships and the disappointments um, those can bring. And again, expectations play such a big role in these romantic relationship disappointments. Before we build up major expectations for our significant others, perhaps we should consider their personality first. Try asking yourself, you know, for a given situation, is this really something I could see them doing? Or could I really see them behaving in this way before conjuring up how a certain event or scenario will play out? We all have different ways of expressing how we feel. And I think it's important to keep in mind, even, you know, in platonic relationships as well. Some people express, you know, their love or their care by buying gifts, others by expressing, you know, with words and others, you know, with labors of love. All right, let's move on from relationships to where we live. I think many of us have had a picture in our mind, at least at some point in our lives, of what we wanted our home to look like. And with the extreme popularity of home renovation shows or decorating shows, magazines, etc., I think it's hard not to get our hopes and expectations up for the picture-perfect house and even also, you know, location and setting. It's hard not to be disappointed when our home or neighborhood doesn't look like it came straight out of one of those lifestyle magazine spreads. If you are feeling disappointed about your current living arrangement, try shutting out all the noise of other people's living arrangements and media that are making uh, you feel like, you know, everybody else has something more ideal than what you have. Try thinking of your home as a blank slate for you. What can you do within your budget to make it feel like your own? I may have alluded to this before, but I've always been interested and enjoyed interior design. I had a lot of fun fixing up our first home, even though it was a lot of work fast forward to our current home, which I love. Um, it is a, you know, (laughs) there's so many different ways you can describe, you know, cookie cutter model track home, you know, whatever, but nonetheless, you know, all the homes, you know, are basically the same, you know, and I was feeling like, Oh, you know, um, there's just nothing unusual, you know, or this kind of thing. And one day I realized, you know what, you need to stop whining. Aside from the basic, you should be grateful. You have a roof over your head. How could I be complaining about being in this, you know, as I'm describing cookie cutter aesthetic when I had really done nothing to make this home my own. So slowly, and I mean, really slowly, it's been a few years since this motivation happened, and I'm still adding and changing here or there. But I started, you know, repainting old furniture pieces or picture frames, printing up some of my photography, you know, getting some new throw pillows and setting up my garden in the backyard. And before you know it, even though our living situation wasn't exactly what I had ever pictured in my mind, it was just as if not more homey and beautiful to me. I encourage you to look around you and your current living situation and see what you can do to make it a little more you. This doesn't have to include decorating. You know, if that's not your cup of tea, it could be buying a few ha- house plants. It could be planting a small garden. It might actually mean getting rid of a bunch of old decor you have laying around. Um, the next topic I wanted to talk about is in relation to disappointment of life goals. And man, this is a tough one. I think our life goals, in a way, are some of the deepest desires we as individuals can have. It's what we're working towards, what we spend our time researching, putting time, money, and other resources into. And when our goals don't work out, it can be devastating. And I know I'm probably sounding like a broken record, but it goes back to expectations, I do think it's possible to have a very specific goal in mind. For example, I want to go to an Ivy League school or I want to be a doctor and work vigorously towards these goals. But all the while keeping in the back of your mind that if it doesn't work out the way you planned, you know, there are other options. And the reason I think this is okay and not selling yourself short is if you go to the core of your motivation of what caused you to want to work towards this goal. So what I mean by this is asking yourself why you wanted to go to an Ivy League school or why you wanted to become a doctor. For example, um, if you wanted to go to an Ivy League college because you've heard it's a good school and it's always been a dream of yours to get an excellent education, well, by all means, you know, do what you think you need to do to go to one of these schools. But if you don't you know if it doesn't work out you don't need to assume that this is the only option you have to fulfill what was your core goal of getting an excellent education And the other example I gave was, you know, I want to become a doctor. Well, if you want to become a doctor because you want to help others, by all means, push towards achieving your goal. If it doesn't work out for whatever reason, whether it be not getting into medical school or maybe you do get in, but then you discover you don't like being in hospitals, you know, you could consider channeling your care for people in another way. And as I'm saying this, I'm reminded of a professor I had in college who actually had um, somewhat of a similar experience. So she was heading, speaking of, you know, being a doctor, she was heading in the direction of becoming a physician because she loved science and thought it would be a good fit for her. But as she started doing her shadowing, she realized she didn't like being in hospitals. So she took her love of science and became a college professor of the sciences. And I'm not trying to say don't pursue your dreams, please do. All I'm saying is I personally believe it's good to have realistic expectations. And also just as importantly, to keep an open mind if things don't turn out the exact way we pictured them unfolding. And again, I really want to emphasize this doesn't have to mean your dreams not turning out the way you thought is a bad thing. And actually, I think Often a closed door really just creates space for us to explore a new opportunity that may actually be a better fit for us in the long run. Now I want to transition to the small disappointments. As pathetic as this may be, and maybe this is just be, but I think sometimes in the moment, these little (laughs) disappointments can be the most frustrating, you know, depending on our current state of mind. But, you know, think about it, say the kettle boils over or say you've been on hold for 20 minutes for customer service and then your phone call gets disconnected. And that just happened to me yesterday morning. Or say you go for an outing somewhere and things aren't as picturesque as you thought. Or maybe you went to a new restaurant and you're disappointed with the food you ordered. Um, again, I think these little disappointments are due to the expectations we have in our minds and we probably could help ourselves a lot by recognizing that, you know, it's just really not a big deal if dinner doesn't turn out the way we want, or if we have to call the customer service representative back, or, you know, the food wasn't as good as we thought, et cetera, et cetera. In the grand scheme of life, these things just really aren't a big deal. And in conclusion, I just wanted to say, I know I've been focusing on how our expectations can sometimes lead us to feel disappointed in various aspects of our lives. But before we end, I just wanted to touch on the opposite end of the spectrum, and that is having negative expectations. And I know this may sound kind of odd, so let me explain. So for example, say I could be starting a new job and I wasn't looking forward to it. You know, maybe I had heard bad things about this workplace and I could be thinking, oh, oh, this is going to be the worst. Or, you know, I could be around a group of people that I've heard bad things about or, um, you know, again, an academic environment, you know, whatever it is, I could predispose myself to have these negative expectations. And I think we need to be so very careful about not predisposing ourselves to have negative expectations or feelings towards a given uh, situation because we want to give it a chance, right? And maybe this scenario really just isn't as bad as we think it's going to be. And to connect these two ends of the spectrum, so you know, the negative expectations. And then the other end would be, you know, when we have these really high, you know, expectations for a situation. Um, I think the common thread that ties these two together for hopefully a positive outcome, in other words, you know, not being disappointed is having the idea of an open mind. If we have an open mind, we can possibly adapt uh, better when circumstances don't go our way. Also, by having an open mind, we are probably less likely to predispose ourselves with negative feelings towards a given situation. All right, that's all I have for this episode. It's time for the reflection questions. If you want printable versions, click on the link in the show notes, or you can go to my website, autumnsoul.net, and from the Artful Reflections drop down, select podcasts. And the link is in the show notes there. I'm gonna read the questions and then wait a little bit between each one to give you a chance to respond. But if you need to, feel free to hit the pause button. All right, here we go. Do you often find yourself disappointed? If so, why do you think this is? Might you be setting high expectations about given situations or relationships? Do you find yourself setting up negative expectations for certain life situations? So again, that's what I just talked about at the end where, you know, you might be starting a new job and you've heard bad things about it or, you know, those kinds of things. If so, why do you think this is? You know, maybe it could be that you've had a bad experience in the past and you're just trying to prepare yourself. Are there alternate scenarios or options you can consider when a life situation doesn't pan out the way you hoped? All right, that's all I have for this episode. You can find me on Instagram at autumn.soul and my website is autumn.soul.net. If you like this episode, it would really help if you leave a review and also share this podcast with a family member or friend. Thank you and until next time.